Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Quick census, all right? So participation is required. How many, in hearing this gospel right now, gut reaction, think, man, those wise virgins, sir, were kind of rude, kind of not so nice. They should have shared their oil. Who thinks the wise should have shared their oil? Okay, like 10 of you. Um, how many of you think when they, the, the foolish go back and knock on the door and, and the bridegroom says, I don't know you, how many of you think that seems kind of rude? Like one of you, because you could, raise your hands. Come on, let me see. Okay, thank you. Excellent. This is great. I just need, I need like a consensus. Thank you. So I want to ask this question. What does it mean to possess wisdom? Right? Our first reading is a book of wisdom. Second one kind of alludes to that a little bit. And in our gospel, we hear about foolish individuals and wise individuals. So what does it mean for a person to possess wisdom? We probably need to define wisdom. The world defines wisdom as a quality of having experience or a knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise. So, what is wisdom? What does it mean to possess wisdom? I'm, I'm still confused. Do you want to answer? Not yet. But thank you. The, the church takes this and actually, I think, provides a, a more in-depth uh, definition. It's still a quality. It's the quality of discerning what is true what is ethically right, and what should be done in different situations. So now wisdom is like telling me I, I have this ability to make discernment on things. And there's one final um, definition. It comes from Proverbs. Wisdom involves both knowledge and the ability to make use of knowledge. So the world kind of got that right. 
And so it assumes, it goes further, it assumes that there's a righteous behavior, that there's a kindness, a faithfulness, and a loyalty. That's interesting. That comes from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 16. It says, a wise man is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool throws off restraint and is careless. So if I try to figure this out, what does it mean to possess wisdom? It means that I might have some experience, but I may not have to have some experience. It means I have some knowledge. That's, that's pretty evident across the board. It means that I'm able to discern what is true. I'm able to discern what's ethically right, which means I know what's ethically wrong. And I'm able to do this in different situations. That's wisdom. Wisdom is also described, at least scripturally, way more often in the Old Testament than in the New Testament. And we often can, can look at it as a, a fruit of the Spirit, but also a fear of God is part of its first principle, which can usually baffle people. Why would I be afraid of God? No, I'm, I'm fearful of God who is all-powerful and has the ability to make judgment on my soul and where it ends up for eternity. Like, so I need to have proper wisdom. And so here, again, in Proverbs, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And when I hear this, I immediately think of Lord of the Rings. And I think of Gandalf. And I think about the bridge scene when he's fighting the, uh, the fire monster and the bridge collapses and he's hanging there like, run, you fools, run! You know what I'm talking about? No one? one of, thank you? Okay. Tough crowd tonight. But it's like, why does he say that? Like, why does he call them fools? Because there's this sense of like recklessness, like get out of here, this is dangerous. But yet there's a certain wisdom that they were lacking. Right? They, they woke up this awful monster. So for a person to, again, possess wisdom, I have knowledge, I have the ability to discern right and wrong, okay, I can make this in different situations. Wisdom is an inherent attribute of God. Right? This is actually something that God himself possesses. He possesses all things, but it's an inherent attribute. And it's an elusive and highly sought-after ideal on earth. That's fascinating to think about. That wisdom is a sought-after ideal. It's something that we're striving for. It's not necessarily something that we all automatically possess. So a fool is barred from acquiring it because of their nature. A fool is in a hopeless place and is dangerous and to be avoided. We actually don't want to be around fools because uh, fools harm not just themselves but all of whom they come in contact with. We also often hear about wisdom in scripture being uh, referred to as a lady, like lady wisdom. There's also lady folly, right? So with wisdom, there's, there's folly. Uh, fool, uh, folly is connected to wickedness. They're, they're linked together. Wisdom is connected to righteousness. So all of this, right, to possess wisdom means I have a watchfulness. It means I have a, uh, I'm prepared in some sense. I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting because I have knowledge on the things that are coming and I can make a decision regarding them. 
Now, when we hear in that second reading, it's, it's not exactly directly tied to this concept of wisdom, but uh, talks about being asleep. And we have to understand that when we hear that term asleep in the scriptures and in the prayers, the Eucharistic prayers, asleep is a metaphor for death, right? In scripture, it hints that death is actually only a temporary state that will end when the righteous are awakened at the resurrection. Well, there's that word righteous, and righteous is connected to wisdom, which means those who have died with wisdom will rise with righteousness when Christ comes again. So it sounds like wisdom is something I want, yes or yes. Yeah, I think it's something we should all strive for. But as we heard, it's elusive. It's a sought-after ideal. It's, it's hard to acquire even. So in this gospel today, Jesus ex- is explained to us um, through the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins um, what we need to be aware of for ourselves. The, this parable, talking about the bridegroom, it was often Jewish tradition that when uh, there was a wedding, a celebration, the bridegroom would actually go through the town gather up a procession of people and take them to the wedding feast and said, hey, I'm getting married. Everybody follow me. And so these virgins, some people are like, why are there virgins out there? Why are they following the bridegroom? Would the wife like that? You're thinking too hard. Don't do that. They're there as support. They're there to give aid to the worship of the celebration. Like, we want them there. But there's some that are wise and some foolish. And so I asked the question at the beginning, who thinks that the wise should have shared their oil? And like some of you raised your hand, some of you didn't, some of you probably were just afraid to. It's okay. But it seems like in our general response in the world today, there's this idea that those virgins should have shared what they had. They weren't being very Christian. I argue they actually were being prudential that they were living out the virtue of wisdom they made plans they prepared they were ready and i want to propose this Um, why don't we think of that this gospel and think of it like this those foolish virgins should have prepared better And and this is i think where the problem comes in in this modern day problem we lack ownership Right? We lack responsibility. It's everyone else's fault, not mine. Well, here's, here's why Jesus shares this parable. He had to die. That's part of the mission. We know that. We have the foresight. In his death, he's going to come back. He resurrected. He did that for three days. Again, we know this. But there's going to be another coming. Do you know when it is? No? Anyone? No. I don't know when it is. If anyone knows and you're holding out, shame on you. But no, I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. So we have to prepare. We have to. Because what's happening here is it's too late. By the time they say he's coming, like, oh no, we don't have any oil. We're stuck. Ah, Give us some. No. That's not them being rude. That's not them being uh, lacking generosity or charity. They took the time to prepare. Good for them. The fools have to take ownership. Fix yourself. 
You should have brought the oil. You knew, you knew we were, you didn't know when he was coming. We could have been out here for days. You should have brought some food, maybe. Christ, in his return, we don't know when it's going to happen. And so when, when people live in this mindset, oh, I'll take care of that later. Oh, I'll go to confession later. Oh, I'll fix my marriage later. Oh, I'll resolve that conflict later. Oh, I'll get anointed later. Whatever. We act as fools then. We're not prepared. It's too late. Right? There's, there's another kind of sense of this. Like It's too late. There's this tepidity or indifference. It's kind of how they describe it um, in the scriptures. There won't be time at the moment to do what needs to be done. So what do we do? We prepare now. I'm not sure if there's any like doom, 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 uh, what's the word I want? Doom preppers out there? Prepper, doombers, whatever. Um, doom, doom, doomsayers, whatever. Um, sometimes like the world looks at them and laughs like, why are you storing up canned foods for a decade? You're crazy. Well, when the world ends, we all go running to their, their bomb shelter and say, let me in. They're like, I don't know you. Right? Like, did we prepare? There's something way more important here than our lives, though, and it's our souls. Because eternity is a real thing. Heaven's a real place. Heaven's a, hell's a real place. God's real. Devil's real. Eternity's real. I don't know about the rest of you. I don't want to end up in hell. I hope none of you do either. But I cannot continually say, I'll take care of it later. We have to prepare now. We have to stop putting off what needs to be done. So when we keep this faith and we keep it with a vigilance, as, as the wise virgins do, they are actually um, no longer consumed by anxiety. Right? They're, they're ready. They're like, yeah, he's coming. I got my stuff. I'm ready. They're, they are free of care. They are free of anxiety about what this fate after death. And that, this should be a really real thing for us to think about. The, the month of November, celebrating All Saints and All Souls Day, brings to mind our mortality. Brothers and sisters, we're all going to die. This week, I've had three people I've known die in like two days. And I'm sad and I'm not sad. I, I'm always, I think I'm always the weird one when it comes to death because I have great hope of what's to come. I pray for heaven. Like, that's my business. It's my job, right? Um, and especially after I anoint them, I'm not really that concerned. So, but it's coming. Mortality's real. Are we ready? Are we prepared? And if we're not, what do we need to do to get ready? Think of it like this. Think about being in chronic pain. You're just constantly hurting. Something's wrong. And a doctor comes up to you and says, here, I have something that can actually resolve that, and you'll never, you may, not, you may feel pain again, but I can give you this medicine that will fix it. And, you, and the person says, no, I like my pain. I, really? Yeah, I kind of got used to it. I'm just, I just kind of enjoy it now. Yeah, this constant migraine headache, it, it's awesome. I love it. Okay, that sounds kind of absurd, right? Let's translate that to our souls. Hi, I'm Father Jay. I have the ability to forgive your sins 
and clean everything off. Do you want it? Nah, I like my dirty soul. I like living in a state of mortal sin and possibly going to hell. That sounds really fun. Why are we putting it off? Why are we delaying health? Why are we delaying freedom? Everyone look back there. Look in that corner. Turn your heads. You see those two lights in there? That's called the confessional. The light's on for you. Literally, after Mass is done, I'm not going to say hi to anyone. I'm going to say hi to all of you now. Hi. I'm going to go after Mass in that box. And I will stay in that box all night until everyone's had their confession heard that wants to go to confession. Now, granted, I hear confessions before Mass. I hear confessions on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. There's a lot of times for confession. Why are we putting it off? You're here. If you have dinner plans, push them back. You got somewhere to be, cancel it. Your soul is more important. Jesus is reminding us of this. We have to be watchful. We need to be wise. And if you know, like, yeah, I should be going to confession. It's been a few months. Or I have a mortal sin on my soul and I should go. Don't wait. Don't put it off. If you, were, if you went to confession before Mass, please don't go again after. Um, you're probably fine unless you've done something horrible in this hour of time. Um, so certain, you know, prudence. But I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to be caught off guard. And so it's, it's, it's here for us. God is not hard-hearted, hard-hearted when he says, I don't know you, to those, those foolish virgins. They just didn't prepare. So we have the ability to prepare. We have the ability to know. We have wisdom. We do possess this ability. The quality to discern what is true, what is ethically right, what should be done in different situations. Back to that example, again, we might be in chronic pain and we might take the medicine and the pain might come back, yes. Just like we might go to confession, we might sin again, yes. But I can keep going back I can continually be forgiven I think just so too often we just get tired of asking we just get complacent so Christ is coming back I don't know when you don't know when but it's he's coming we have to remain vigilant we have to be ready we have to stop putting off so prepare now go to confession if that's what's most necessary tonight if it's prayer life, begin it now. Don't delay it. If it's, if it's rectifying relationships, start it now. Don't delay them. There, there's no need to unnecessarily carry silly burdens like that. God gave us these gifts of the sacraments to encounter him, to, to be loved by him. And, and again, I say this hopefully for all of my brother priests, like, confession is such a beautiful gift to give to people when people say no I don't want that um, maybe they don't need it and that's that's totally fine like we should always strive for holiness we should strive to strive to avoid sin yes but if if we're hurting we're sick we're ill and and the medicine is being offered why say no because I got something else to do what's more important than your soul right now nothing 
but we need to think like that because we're, we're going to die. And I want to see you in heaven. I want you to be in heaven. I, wanna, I want you to have that. Um, so we have to make a choice. We have to act. We have to do something. Let's, let's lean into lady wisdom, not lady folly. Let's be the wise virgins, not the foolish ones. Let's, let's prepare because it's happening. It's not stopping.